0: You're listening to The Crossing DE Podcast from The Crossing in Milton, Delaware, a community dedicated to developing devoted followers of Jesus.
1: Hey everybody, my name's Audrey. Today we are in the book of Daniel chapter 1 through 6. If you want to grab your Bible or get your app, you can. Let's get ready for today's lesson.
0: Picture this, your alarm clock goes off, so naturally you roll over and you hit snooze. About 10 minutes later, the alarm goes off again, and this time it's accompanied by your mom, who says, hey, it's time to get up for school. I mean, after all, third grade waits on nobody. And so you get up, you go take a shower, you get dressed, you brush your teeth, or I guess some of you brush your teeth. (laughs) You walk into the kitchen and you pour yourself the most sugary cereal that you can. And you're about halfway through with your bowl of cereal when you hear the screech of the brakes on the school bus right outside. You hear the bus driver honk the horn twice and you run out the door, you grab your backpack and you wave goodbye to mom and dad on your way out. You sit down on the bus... Maybe you read, maybe you talk to a friend. When I was in school, I would sit on the bus and I would lean my head on the back of the seat in front of me and get a few more moments of precious sleep before school. The bus pulls into the school and and you get out and you walk into the school and then you say good morning first to the principal and then maybe the janitor, then your best friend. You walk into the classroom, you get a couple things out of your backpack that you're going to need for the day, and you hang your backpack and your coat on a hook in the back of the room, and you walk towards your desk ready to conquer the day. But then you see someone is sitting in your assigned seat. In fact, you look around the classroom, and no one is sitting in their own assigned seat. You wonder, what's What's going on here? And then you look over to the teacher's desk to try and figure it out, and that's when you see it. We have a substitute teacher today. <laughs> right? As, as every student in your class walked in, they noticed that you had a substitute, and they're like, oh, we're going to take advantage of this. We're going to sit wherever we want. And so one by one, the, your classmates walk into the classroom, and they tell the substitute, our teacher lets us sit wherever we want which is not true, and any teachers in this room will tell you that is not true. And so the substitute teacher walks up to you, and she asks you a question. She said, your your classmates told me that you're allowed to sit wherever you want, but I have a seating chart right here. So what is it? What are you normally allowed to do? And as your teacher asks you the question, Behind her, you see death glares from the rest of your class. As if to say, you better go along with this or else. So your heart starts to beat a little faster. What should I do? Do I go along with what my classmates are saying? Even though I know it's wrong. But man, it'll make my life a lot easier. Or do I do what I know is right And everyone else is going to be mad at me. What do I do? Our story today presents a similar dilemma. Like Adam said, our main character is a young man named Daniel. And at several points in Daniel's life, he's presented with tough decisions. Do I do what is easiest, most comfortable for me, or do I do The right thing. And these are decisions that we all face every single day. We started with the example of elementary school, but mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, everyone in between, everyone in this room, everyone online, even Jesus faced decisions in situations like this all the time. And so if that's the case, then we need to know how to respond when these moments come. And so I want to show you a video. It's a story of Daniel's life to see what we can learn. But as we're watching, I want you to be thinking, if you could use one word to sum up Daniel's life, if you could use one word to describe Daniel, what would that word be? Check this out.
1: The story before the story.
0: Today, we're in Book 27 of the Old Testament, Daniel. God had promised to bless the whole world through Abraham's family, the Israelites. God delivered them from slavery and led them to freedom in the land of Canaan. God gave the Israelites kings to lead them. But while some kings like David listened to God, many of the kings ignored God. These kings even led the people to worship false gods. And at last, God allowed the Israelites to be conquered by foreign nations. Yeah, some of the Israelites were even marched off as captives to Babylon. But one of these captives, a man named Daniel, still loved God and prayed to God every day. And Daniel is a hero of today's story. Let's go!
2: Daniel was taken to Babylon as a young man, but even as a captive, he still stood up for the one true God. We won't make ourselves unclean by eating the king's food. Test us for 10 days. Give us only vegetables to eat. God blessed Daniel and made him strong and wise. That wisdom and courage gained Daniel a lot of respect, and he actually served as an advisor to several foreign kings over his lifetime. One of them was King Darius, who conquered Babylon. Now when King Darius took charge, he placed 120 officials over the whole kingdom and put three governors over them. One of these three men was Daniel. Daniel was so trustworthy and did such a good job that Darius actually made plans to put Daniel in charge of the other two governors. So when these other two rulers found out about the plan, they were pretty angry. They decided to find something wrong with Daniel they could tell the king about. but even though they spied on Daniel, they couldn't find a thing he'd done wrong. Not
1: one single lie! Uh, But Daniel does have this thing about praying to his God. Three times a day like clockwork. The jealous governors
2: and officials perfected a sneaky plan and took it to King Darius. King
1: Darius, may you live forever. You're so incredibly amazing. We think you should make a special command. Uh, uh, What is it? For the next 30 days, no one in the whole kingdom can pray to anyone but you. I I, I like it. And if they pray to someone else, they get thrown into a lion's den. uh,
2: Well, where do I sign? Well, King Darius was so flattered that he gave orders for the law to be written down and he signed it at once. And you have to know this. Once a law of the Medes and Persians was written down, it could not be changed, even by the king himself. When Daniel found out about the law, it would have been easy enough to change his routine and stop going home to pray every day. But Daniel's love for God was greater than his fear of lions. The next morning, as every morning, Daniel knelt in his room and prayed to God. Thank you that you are always with me, God. Help me
1: honor you in everything I do.
2: Daniel went to his room to pray again at noon and in the evening, even though he probably knew the other officials were watching him. And sure enough, they were delighted to find Daniel disobeying the king's law. Oh, they rushed after the king as
1: fast as they could. King Darius, didn't you sign an order that for 30 days no one can pray to anyone but you? Huh? Oh, I, I did. Or they'd be thrown into a lion's den. (sniffs) Well, no one would risk it. (laughs) Except Daniel! He still prays to his God three times every day.
2: When Darius realized he'd been trapped,
1: he was very upset.
2: He didn't want Daniel to be harmed, but even he couldn't find a way around the law. So at sunset, the king called for Daniel to be brought out and thrown in the lion's den.
1: Daniel, uh, you always serve your god faithfully, so may he save you.
2: Then Daniel was shoved into the dark den, and a stone was placed over the entrance. Now, we don't know exactly what Daniel felt alone in that deep dark place with prowling lions. But in the palace, the king was so sick with fear he couldn't sleep. As soon as the sun rose, he hurried back to the lion's den. Daniel, you serve the living God. Has he been
1: able to save you from the lion?
2: Morning sunlight revealed Daniel, with the powerful lions curled up around him, tame as house cats. My God sent his angel to shut the mouths of the lions. They haven't hurt me at all. Lift him out of the den at once. Daniel was completely unharmed. The king was so amazed that he wrote a letter to everyone
1: in the kingdom. I order people in every part of my kingdom to respect and honor Daniel's God. He is the living God. He has saved Daniel from the
2: power of the lions. Daniel continued to serve the king. And because of Daniel's courage, every person in the land heard about the one true God. The end.
0: What a story, right? When you, What was the word that came to mind for you? I'm going to give you a count of three, and I want you to just shout out whatever word came to mind when you think of Daniel. Are you ready? One, two, three. Those were all right. Good job. <laughs> the word that comes to mind for me is courage. Daniel was courageous. He was brave. And what I think makes Daniel's courage so special and different and better is that Daniel's courage didn't come from his own strength, power, or gumption. That's a fun word, right? Gumption. Daniel's courage comes from a deep knowledge of God. Daniel was courageous because he knew God. Like we saw in the video, as a kid, Daniel stood up to the king. Daniel said, I don't want that food sacrificed to idols. Bring on the veggies. And I know some of you would rather go to jail than eat veggies. But Daniel did the right thing, and God was with him. Later on in his life, we have a group of tricksters that go to King Darius. And I love the way the video said it. It's, King Darius, may you live forever. I didn't know that they were in Jersey. Um, They start telling him how awesome he is. The only person people should pray to is you. And so he feels good about it, and he's like, yes, that's a law. We'll throw anyone into the lion's den. And the trap was set. Daniel heard the law. He knew the punishment, but Daniel prayed to God anyway. And as a result, they threw him into the lion's den. That takes some real courage. Over and over again, we see Daniel show courage under extreme circumstances. It would have been really easy for Daniel to save himself and go with the flow, but that's, that's not what he did. Daniel was courageous. Here's how I want to define courage for us. Courage is doing the right thing even when it's scary. Because oftentimes we know the right thing to do, But when it comes time to actually do it, we get scared. Our minds start to race. What are people going to think? What are they going to say about me? What are they going to say to me? What if they think I'm weird? What if I won't have friends anymore? What if they make fun of me? What if they push me away? And our minds are just flooded by a sea of what-ifs. And more times than not, We give in to the strength of that current and we allow it to pull us away from doing what we know is right. Did something come to mind for you? Are you facing a situation right now like this? A situation where you know the right thing to do but you're scared to do it? Godly courage The type of courage that we see in Daniel's life is doing the right thing even when it's scary. And there were so many moments in Daniel's life where he had to have been terrified. Scared of being labeled an outcast, a weirdo, going to jail, or even worse, being thrown into the lion's den. We might hear Daniel's story and think, I can't do that. I'm not strong enough to face something like that. I'm too scared. And just like that, our fear keeps us from doing the right thing. There's a movie that came out when I was in high school. I only saw it because my favorite actor was in it. Uh, It's called We Bought a Zoo. Matt Damon, he's the man. And in that movie, Matt Damon plays a dad And Matt Damon, there's one scene where he's talking to his son, who I think is in a similar situation to a lot of us. There's something coming up that he's scared of, something he needs to do that he's scared of, and his dad gives him great advice. He says that in moments of fear, all it takes to overcome is 20 seconds of insane courage. That's it. Just 20 seconds, because 20 seconds is all that it takes to make the decision and do the right thing. And so when we think of it that way, it's like, we can do that. We can handle 20 seconds. And so it made me think, what if when we're feeling scared about something, what if we used it as an opportunity to go to God and say, God, I'm really scared right now. I know the right thing to do, but I'm scared to do it. And so, God, would you help me to have insane courage for the next 20 seconds to do the thing that I need to do, to make the right decision? Imagine what our lives, our church, our world would look like if we all had that type of courage, It's a courage that comes from a complete dependence on God. Because God wants us to do the right thing, but in this world, that often means we need to be courageous. Scripture tells us over and over again that trouble will come our way. In fact, Jesus says we're going to face trouble because we follow him. Sometimes doing the right thing will lead us into scary situations, situations that we don't want anything to do with. But I have some good news for you. We can run to God because he is always there for us. There's no situation that you'll face where God will not be with you. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, that should have been a death sentence. But in Daniel 6, verse 22, it tells us that God was with Daniel in the lion's den and he shut the mouth of lions. God was with Daniel in the lion's den and he'll be with you no matter what you face. Whether that's peer pressure at school, standing up at work when you see a coworker doing something that is not right, or continuing to tithe and give back to God when finances are tight. God calls us to do the right thing no matter what scary situation is right around the corner. And we can face whatever situation is right around the corner because we know that we're not facing it alone. God is always there with us. And so your teacher clears her throat. throat) She asks the question again. What does your teacher normally let you do? Are you allowed to sit wherever you want? You take a deep breath. You think back to Daniel. You think back to how he was courageous over and over again. You say a quick prayer. God, would you help me to have insane courage for the next 20 seconds? You look at your teacher in the eyes. You open your mouth to respond. What do you do? Do you do the easy thing? The comfortable thing? The self-saving thing? Or do you do the right thing? Even if it's scary. Pray with me. God, we love you. We thank you for the example of Daniel who shows us how to live righteous and courageous lives in a world that pressures us to shrink back and go with the flow. God, would we follow Daniel's example. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. For more information about The Crossing, visit thecrossingde.com or download the mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play. music for today's podcast is from artist Sounds Like Sander under license from soundstripe.com.